beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Buenos nachos amigos and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers I'm Petey Rave your man with no plan, but plenty of hubris. Already declaring this a fantastic episode, even though we haven't finished recording it yet. Because that's how much I believe in my product. In our product. Uh, here with me, as always, is my team. We've got Patrick. Hey, hey, hey. We've got Drew. <laughs> and we've got Brett. I'll drink to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here gathered to talk about music. As always, don't need to say it. You know what you're here for. The provider of said music is finishing his sip right now, and it is none other than Brett. Brett. How's that course like? Um, it's it's it, 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 will, it will kill a werewolf. Yes. <laughs> what what do you got for us this week? Um, well, obviously I've got the straight edge, so, um, I decided <laughs> to bring an album that I thought you guys ought to listen to. It's the only studio album from Minor Threat. The album's called Out of Step. Rarely is it heard by itself. Um, on the Spotify playlist, you'll find it, but if you see the compact disc, um, that has all of Minor Threat on it, it is most of that. Yes. Most of it. Plus all that. Uh, Bless you. Uh, It's all right. (laughs) My Uh, edge is straight. Yes. Uh, Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this record? So the aforementioned compact disc with Ian MacKay and his boots and his bald head that has everything Minor Threat ever did is something I've had in regular rotation for many, many years. So I've heard all of these songs. Um, This is not... These are, I guess, weren't the the minor threat songs I was most familiar with, but I was familiar with them. Uh, Drew, what were your expectations coming into this album? If if you're watching the uh, video recording of this album, you may have seen me walk off camera while Brett was speaking. I don't know what Brett was saying at that point because I was walking over to get a prop. I might be familiar with the band that we're doing um for those of the audio listeners i'm holding up a belt that says drug free with some x's on the side um i i may be familiar um with the straight edge music scene i might be familiar with the band that coined the term i might be very familiar with the yelling slash half mush mouth of one ian mckay um I might have known what I was getting into uh, before this, (laughs) and I might be surprised that Brett swiped another band from me that I should have been doing and didn't. Do you eschew uh, sitting around and fucking your head, hanging out with the living dead? I think Drew's got the the straight edge. The straight edge. song's not on here. No! You picked the one that had, like, none of the iconic, like, none of the icon songs. We bring albums to this show. Yeah. If it was singles breakers... 
Or, yeah, if it, was, bring if it was three EPs like Songbreakers. <laughs> if it was hey. if it was demo tape breakers, I think we could have we could have done a pretty good job. <laughs> Love Exterior hadn't come out with a studio album. Yet. It, the thing is, the Minor Threat did have an album, so, so I had one to choose. So exactly, you know, uh, I, that's I won't I won't judge PD incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Brett, how would you describe this album musically? Well, it's like a minute longer than the A side of twenty one twelve. That that's one way to describe it. Um, it's it's there, there's not a whole lot of it. Um, but uh, I've always really been drawn to power and drive, especially in this subgenre of a subgenre of punk rock. Um, this I I I don't want to oversell this. First off. I, anybody listening that is living the straight edge life as I'm holding a fishing lure bottle opener and talking with it, um, anybody who is a part of this subculture who lives and breathes it, I and I know it's multifaceted and there's a lot of different things, I'm going to be wrong about it, so I'm going to try and take the straight edge out of the minor threat as much as you possibly can. Um, and uh, if you're pissed off, Put it in the YouTube comments because that's where you're going to be anyway. Um, and I won't read them. Um, uh, so, if we're, uh, we're going to be fair, Brian Baker doing drugs took the straight edge out of Minor Threat long before this show happened. <laughs> so you're fine. Yeah, yeah. but there, there, I have seen the militant of side of the straight edge community. And uh, although it was a Hi, kid, Courage Crew. How you doing? It was weird because, yeah, I went to punk rock for a different reason. But no, I, and not, I'm not trying to judge one thing or the other. My, I, I would like to say one of the three tenets of, uh, of straight edge living was uh, not by choice, but I, I wasn't getting laid, so uh, I was not uh, promiscuous, um, which is my favorite part of the straight edge movement that a lot of people don't get into. But no, this band is, you know, th this is the type of music and the type of band that when I think of a bassist and the drummer having a great relationship that could either make or break an album, this is, this is one of those examples. The bass and the drums are completely in sync. The bass is so, it's extremely dynamic and it keeps up with the drums, which is no short order. Um, many of the songs actually start out with solo bass um, it always sticks out in the mix. Um, the drums on this album are what you would think of classic hardcore punk drums. Um, but it has the add uh, of uh, there, there are flourishes um, and fills that are shoehorned in places you don't expect that to be possible. Um, it's very much hardcore punk rock of the era where th this is my brand of punk rock. Um, this is a very special part. Now, mind you, the vocals kind of do sound like somebody was eating methaqualone, um, yes. although they weren't at this point. Um, Ian McKay still doesn't, but that's... Look, I'm not, I'm not here to speak the story of straight edge sorry i'm gonna do <laughs> that from we're, time we're time. not we're not uh, lifestyle breakers i'm bringing this album simply based on the fact that this is an album that was in skate parks that was a a soundtrack in every everybody's leather bound cd binder this is something that 
I wanted to bring because I'm sure not everybody has gone down this dark path and come back to speak of it. And I'm happy to see what you guys have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, how would you describe this? How would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes elements that caught your attention? So, so if you look up the the word hardcore and you specifically look at the early '80s hardcore movement, Minor Threat is like they're they're the band or one of like three or four that really define that movement. Uh, them, uh, Bad Brains, Black Flag. Black Flag. Those are sort of the big three for me. And I know there's some more it's like SSD Control and stuff, but those three I think are the uh, SSD Control. They're, yeah. the, they're, they're the American ones. Yeah, we're, yeah we're gonna, big we're American about SSD bands. and Judge and yeah. Then there's a lot of others, but like, <laughs> like you know, they they were one of the seminal bands of that movement, and that is a a huge movement in in music and really like the 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 early punk stuff. You had like bands like the Clash, which kind of you know wandered through genres. You had the Ramones, who were who want who want to do everything. And uh, and then the Sex Pistols, who were kind of a boy band, in you know all honesty. Oh yeah, that John Lydon's a real. I want to smooch on him. Yeah. <laughs> and and then so so minor threat to me, uh, like Ian Mac- and and really Ian Mackay specifically, because I really am a big fan of his one of his later bands, Fugazi, where you know I it just musically is more my thing. But uh, Ian Mackay was. He was just this intense ball of of anger and emotion, and he put it through in music better than almost anyone ever has. There's no whining on a minor threat record. Ian Mackay is just screaming the the world to to stop sucking and uh and that is sort of the sound that they had it was it's very intense it's very uh it, it doesn't try to be pretty. Although it some sometimes there's little specks of it, it is it is just uh, you know the music the music is matches the the emotion which is just intensity and and you know it's super concentrated you know crack cocaine punk rock and and which is ironic because yeah. you know, it's. <laughs> yeah. The whole straight edge thing but like it is super concentrated made in a lab to be the most intense thing one of the most intense things ever created yeah. musically uh drew how will you describe this album musically well in describing this album i'm i'm sort of going to do what i think we've all done this is minor threats only studio album so it's kind of our only chance to put a fine point on what minor threat is as a band because this this album is distilling what the demo tapes and the eps and the bits that you got from minor threat was this was their chance in the studio to do something about it um because it was it came after a point where like they had not really talked much for like i believe a year or two um at that point they had not really been a band at that point for a couple of years go figure yeah like all of a sudden like but they they had something and they knew they had something and that's this album sort of gets into like the weird friendships that like sort of are part of that and like how the scene is sort of like fractured itself and like that's a big like that it seeps into this record. So there's a lot of that. Knowing the history of Minor Threat helps you understand where that comes from. Um, 
the uh, the straight edge thing as i as i joked about there's been reports of past member band members not really being straight edge anymore um obviously they were never ones to have the movement the the term they coined just sort of as a thing um but like it's really one of those bands like uh patrick said that it's intense and for the people that connected um, with minor threat, um, there is a lot there from this band. Um, they they are what DC punk rock was. Period. Like minor threat was able to create this sound that at once was nothing that was going on, and then became a lot of what's going on. And they never set out to do that. This was not planned. This was anger. This was this was anger and energy coming out of a group of guys. And that's, to me, what punk rock is best at, is anger and energy being solidified around music that's still good to listen to and fun to listen to for a group of people. It's something that's, um, just cathartic. It's, it is something that is really great. A minor threat. You can still, to this day, hear the influence that minor threat has had on the hardcore scene, the hardcore punk rock scene. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I walked into like a shitty local club and heard the quaalude vocals that somebody's trying to imitate Ian. Like, it's just what Minor Threat was. And this album portrays that to a T. What about whiny punk rock? What are your thoughts on <laughs> whiny punk rock? <laughs> Compare whiny punk rock to Minor Threat. What, you know, I, I, yes, I, I, hardcore punk rock, That period, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there, is, there, is, there is some whiny stuff in punk rock. Uh, to me, it came later, but like, to me like i said it's ain't your grandpa's punk rock punk rock at its best has a twinge of contempt and anger for people yet they're accepting of people that are willing to be smart about it and that's kind of what you were saying the energy of minor threat sort of brings mm-hmm. uh yeah kind of brings that, that that's kind of weird way to say that uh, Brett, what will be some of the key tracks for you? Oh, I got I got like minutes of songs to talk about here. Um, <laughs> uh, I it, like the this this uh, I'm I'm gonna hit the the stuff that really really hit. I mean, minor threat of their like handful of songs. Um, you, any one of those is is better than some of the worst that we've listened to even in the dregs of minor threats live recordings um but it follows is it, it is it, it's a punch um it, it is it is one of those easily chanted choruses that you can you can just uh imagine somebody in a in a club singing along to the beat strong um it doesn't overstay its welcome being short you like Honestly, I can like close my eyes and travel back in 
time to the late 90s to DK Skate Park back when I thought I was indestructible and just hear it bouncing off the Masonite boards. Yeah, it's just one of those songs that 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 has a little bit of uh, sweet memories along with it. Um, Think Again uh, is a song that has really great bass um you know it it's on an instrument that has been proven time and time again that it's not really necessary to stand out in the punk rock genre it was really pleasant to hear the bass guitar be in the forefront of a track um and little friend uh the, that's that's one of my favorite tracks uh it's it has these really great rests um, like the, the, the beats hit so hard and it's going so fast and then it stops and there's beat, nobody that, like that tooting, tooting their though. saxophone when they shouldn't be. Um, it's, uh, everybody hits it flawlessly. It's got a driving beat in a, in, in a genre that is built off of a driving beat. This has one of them. Uh, it, it, this, it, this is what you would call a real toe tapper. Um, a, uh, this is a song that really encompasses the my preferred brand of punk, yeah. um, and this is really songs like that that was what made me bring this album to you guys to see uh, what you had to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, I'll double down on Think Again uh, as being just a really, really great song. Uh, it's so the first two tracks on this album are super like buzzsaw punk, which is fun and great. This is you get a really good guitar melody that isn't just, you know, a pure, you know, a play as fast as you can sort of thing. And and you get to hear a lot more musically. Um, uh, the opening track, I'll do a little record breakers thing, Betray. Uh, not my favorite minor threat song, but God, if it isn't like a microcosm of of sort of the intensity of the band. And then uh, for reasons unclear to me, the last track, Cashing In, which is sort of this weird uh, satirical romp through Ian Mackay's brain, uh, being sort of, you know, Ian Mackay being one of the guys who very much defined the notion of, you know, the DIY punk movement and, doing stuff that's more focused on fans and sustainability rather than, you know, bands who, who make money, who make, you know, who are entirely profit driven. And, and I understand that most music is somewhere in between, but it, it was, that is very much the beginnings of, of that movement and, you know, how he ran discord records and how, you know, the bands he went on to play and would only play, you know, relatively cheap shows that they thought fans could afford. And, you know, had sort of the notion of being we're going to make music which does cost money we have to charge something for it but we're not gonna you know we're not here to you know rape and pillage and the whole song sort of a satirical joke about bands who do and it's it it it, for me being a fan of his later work it is the one of the early signs of uh who ian mckay would grow up to be in in a few years uh drew what would be some of the key tracks for you well, I'm going to start out with the record breaker thing. Betray, um, Cicada, Fast Drums, that half yell, half mush mouth, drugged out sound from a guy that didn't do drugs, um, and Ian McKay. Um, all of that, like, 
like Patrick said, it's a microcosm of what sort of made minor threat minor threat and made the DC punk rock scene what it was. Um, is right on there. Also, something about like the beat dropping out, like in any fast song like this, I think is fun. Um, look back and laugh. It is. In I have gushed about Minor Threat. The one thing about um looking back, and I will also parlay that into cashing in, is they're just ju- just a bit too long. There's a point where I'm like, oh, okay. I get the song and then it keeps going. And like in hardcore punk, I feel like get the point, hit it, leave. Like that is why a lot of hardcore punk is like three minutes or close to it and out. Like, and it's just a little bit overwhelcome, but it's still, it's minor. That's still a great song. Um, and then out of step, out of step is the one on this record to me that if I were to, try to pick my top three minor threat songs. It would be the song minor threat. Um, straight edge, of course, and out of step and out of step beat the beats out guilty of being white by like this much. Um, cause I, I just think it's one of those songs that is just a fan. There was a point where we, we curated uh, lists for a friend of ours um, known on the internet as Demon 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, we curated lists of rap and punk and emo music so that he could understand what the, those genres were, were about because he was interested in getting into music. Um, and if he was more, like, if he asked for a strictly, like, hardcore um punk rock sort of bend to those tracks, this would have been on that short list for me to shove in there. Um, cause it's just one of those songs. That's just, just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just fantastic track. Uh, we can bring it back around town, uh, for some conclusive thoughts. Now that we've talked about some tracks, uh, Patrick, what will be your conclusive thoughts on this album? So as I said, at the top, this isn't my favorite Ian McKay band, and it's not even my favorite set of Minor Threat songs. I really like their first EP, but I get it. They made one record. This is the one we're going to do. Uh, and, and it's still really, really great. I mean, this is uh, – if you're into any part of punk, I feel like Minor Threat's required listening. They they were such an influential band, uh, not just in hardcore, but you know, in in sort of the notion of punk having – having important things to say because up until hardcore, it was, you know, the Ramones, you know, want to do things and, and, you know, the clash who did say things, but also were kind of, you know, occasionally a, a ska band or, a, you know, the nothing wrong with that. no, there's nothing wrong with it, but like <laughs> those, those dead Kennedy guys. Oh, there were de- Yeah. But yeah, dead Ken- But a lot of dead Kennedys was saying, saying shit to say it because it was, you know, ridiculous. But like this it's such an intense ball of emotion for a record without being whiny emo, which I also love. And and if you technically want to go through the uh the 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 trail of music, you can kind of blame Ian McKay for emo because he produced the first rights of spring record, which is, you know, 
uh, often cited as the beginning of that movement. This is record breakers, not people breakers. <laughs> I, know, I can't I, blame I love, any. I, we are not here to I blame people for bad music, <laughs> unless uh, it's hey, a, an album that somebody brings. On. There's nothing wrong with rights of spring. Yeah, like this. This is the beginning of of someone who, in my mind, was very important to music. And you know, I'm not I'm not going to discount the rest of the band. The guitars are tight. The bass is terrific. Punk drummers go underappreciated because it's you know it's not like Rush where like there's crazy drum solos, but like being able to be fast and tight and not just you know do do you know blast beats is is important, and that that's really done well here. But like I said, I'm a fan of Ian MacKay, so I'll talk him. Do you see up where some of these bit. musicians ended up? Yeah, some of them ended up in really good bands. Yeah, like Bad Religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ex- another excellent punk band. Uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, go listen stuff. to this, damn it. That's damn it. sort of my conclusion. God, read the it. Wikipedia page, yo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Um, There are certain bands that because of like what they've done, it's hard to be like sort of like put any point on it there is the minor threat by by just the sheer fact of not wanting to be like this huge thing became something that was important to the punk rock scene to show that as patrick put it sustainability in music is something that um can be an awesome thing they're they created a lot within the genre and they did a lot for it and Ian McKay has done a lot for it for better or worse and I think it's personally for the better I think the the music that came out of Minor Threat was something that was just fun this is we were having a discussion in our group me and there's an old guest of ours that has stuck around the group me and we let him stay there because yeah. he's a nice guy and he listens to all of our shows and he gives us feedback about it. So and we let him stick around. he's smarter than all of us. And, and he is uh, smarter than all younger, of us. He's younger. He has yes. better hair. Yeah. Uh, you gotta love those locks. Dial something back a little bit. But <laughs> I, I will agree with the smarter, better musician. I will agree with all of this. Um, and to him, if he did listen to this, I'm sorry, because he does not understand at all punk rock. This is not the album that will convert him. Um, <laughs> but for those that dig on some punk rock, this is something that I think Minor Threat, and since it's Minor Threat, it's this record, is something that if you even have a sort of I kind of like punk music, listen to it and understand where like the hardcore movement, like what's great about it. And Minor Threat is one of those bands. We mentioned SSD Control. I could go on about like the melodic, like hardcore stuff, like the Gorilla Biscuits type stuff, stuff like that. But like Minor Threat is just a band that started a lot and they deserve a lot of credit because it was so good. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts? What would be your, your ending thoughts? 
Well, I'm, uh, yeah, this is definitely not like the beginner's guide to punk rock. This is this is the dark chocolate. This is the this is the uh, the dark roast. The 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 stout beer version of punk rock. You don't come to this without having some sort of taste. You, this is the uh, this is the the actual Thai hot pad Thai that you come you go to the restaurant for when your butt wants to burn. You know, this is this is this is the stuff that uh, that you know. The, it it came from a place that none of us we we weren't around in the late seventies, early eighties in Washington D.C. and this had to deal with came that. Out when I was born, this is here. Yeah, I mean, like we we weren't in the that world. Um, so you know, I I can't relate to it personally. Um. But uh, it's it, it is something that has lasted longer and probably has outlived the importance that even the people that created this music thought that it ever would. And it's something that if you want to have like a little educational journey into the history of a like a, it's a subgenre of a subgenre of punk rock. This is hardcore, straight edge, the and DC punk rock. I mean, it's 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 everything that is not easily accessible to the, the common ear. But if you have, luckily, you know anybody who's made it this far has probably listened to this album. So you know this this is this is something that is worth hearing, even if you don't like it. It's good medicine, so that you understand something that 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 was so powerful to be able to make it through like this made it through every other band that was making punk rock in a basement somewhere. And it is being talked about on the internet by us assholes. Um, (laughs) so obviously it's at least worth listening to for the fact that we brought it. Yeah. Uh, that's our power. Uh, we're tastemakers. (laughs) Oh yeah. We're, we're trendsetters. We're, Gonna say, are we Mentos? <laughs> yes, we are the we are the fresh makers. We are. Uh, I Q, wish I had Mentos around here. Q, uh, Mentos fresh. The Foo Fighters song Q, video. The Foo Fighters song, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my God! Yes, I got to roll Fighters, around yeah. on a uh, on a park bench that got recently painted, so that I have a pinstripe suit. <laughs> God. Yes. Uh, uh, you know what? If you're old enough to know what I'm talking about, you know who Minor Threat is. So yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Those are our thoughts on Minor Threat. Uh, also, our thoughts on '90s commercials. So, <laughs> so there's that. At least some of our thoughts on '90s commercials. We can go on forever on that. But this is not nostalgia breakers. This is record breakers. Uh, and now we go to the next step, the next phase of our podcast, the next, uh, at least of, of our episode, the next act. Uh, we get to a main event of the evening. We are to our haiku reviews. Patrick, what is your haiku? Hardcore's beating heart, where Makai's legend began so much in three years. Drew, what is your haiku? The band that started a movement and a style in the studio. Uh, my haiku. These straight edge legends 
play some quality punk tunes, all with energy. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? Punk rock variant. It's a real punch in the guts, much more than its parts. And those are our thoughts on Minor Threat, all wrapped up and with a little bow on it. Uh, so you can go ahead and follow along, listen to the Minor Threat on our Spotify playlist. Listen along at home, play Record Breakers the home game. Uh, I'll try to keep that updated for you all so you can follow along. And it's a really good recording of it. It sounds better than anything I listened to it on. <laughs> they did something to it. Remastered. Yeah, there was a remaster in 2000. Yeah, yeah that sounds uh, way better than what I had. Yeah, uh, yep. way better than a lot of people had. Uh, yeah, go check that out. On our Spotify playlist uh, as well will be next week's album, which is provided by Drew. Drew, what do you got for us next week? Well, after listening to all this punk rock, I thought... Uh, maybe we should, maybe we should stay on the, no, we're not going to stay on that train. Um, Sheik? Sheik? I'm close. Oh. Not close. Kind of close. We're going to take a sharp left turn. We're going to go back a few years to 1981. Um, and we're going to do a band that I think needs to be talked about in light of, um, recent happenings. I think that a certain band needs to be brought up. Um, and in memory of, uh, great composer and great singer maurice white uh i'm gonna bring in earth wind and fire's rays yeah yeah earth wind and fire uh it's gonna be a fun week for us and a fun discussion uh for sure so we look forward to that next week but that's next week and this is this week and this is now the here and now you can find pd at <laughs> You, of course, can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at Hibby Deriver at H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-M-E-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X-Druciferx. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at four record breakers. That's the number four. Record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com is the email. Email us, please. Uh, Rebelli.net for this and other shows. YouTube.com slash TV. Subscribe. He those other things. Yeah. He does. What else do you do, Petey? Tell the public. They need to know. We do Fanny Pack. We do Halijuku. I promise this year we're going to try to be consistent again. I've, I've kind of been following. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I know. This uh, is the whitest show Petey does. Yes. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Uh, go check it out. On there, subscribe, like, share, do the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Mm-hmm. Also check out twitch.tv slash rebellitv. I do he plays his toast sometimes.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>